All right, I guess I wait a minute. How do I introduce you? Oh, <laughs> I know how to introduce this man. I know how to introduce this man. But before I introduce this badass dude right here, I gotta let you know, bro. Uh you are the final straw. You are the second <laughs> guest that I've had here with a beard that's more badass than mine. So Let's without go. further ado, I want to introduce to you guys YouTube sensation Dan C. This is the Beard King, okay? <laughs> look at this. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Badassery of this beard, man. This <laughs> Bro, how you a doing? Beard man? shake. Oh man, yeah. Let's give the beard <laughs> a round of applause, man. Golly, that's what's up. We definitely gonna be talking about a little bit of beard stuff because how can we not? The things just staring me in the face, like, hey, what's up? Sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. So, well, you know what? We met how long ago? Maybe two, three years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think about that earlier. I would say at least two years ago. Okay. Uh, what did you, man? I don't even. I think you reached out to me because you were getting ready to do some beard stuff, like some creams or something, maybe some washes. And I'm not sure why you asked me because I'm no expert in anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I stuff. I think I started finding with like some headphones. Uh, with the channel, just looking up different uh, gear because I always, uh, essentially my content's about beards and I've always known all the stuff about beards, but trying to like improve the video and quality was like a foreign language to me. And I think that's, that's how I was. found you was trying to get something to hear. And then I started seeing you doing some other content on similar topics. I was like, all right, this is my guy. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, that is coming in clear now. Yep. It wasn't about beard advice because you clearly got that on lock. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but you know what? Let's go into that right there. So your channel, I mean, you do, would you consider your, your, your niche as far as the beard niche? Is that still small? Because when you first started, it was pretty small. You were like the only one of three guys doing beard stuff, right? Yeah, I would say it's it's even a micro niche. Like okay. um, you have a couple of kind of larger channels and in the, the grand scheme of YouTube, very small channels, but within the niche kind of that uh, have bigger imprints, I would say, and then channels come and go and content. But yeah, I would say it's definitely small because right, you look at the, the world of YouTube, you need to cut it pretty much in half to predominantly males. There are some females that have beards and enjoy beards. Okay. And then you got to cut it down from the males to the males that have facial hair. Then you got to cut it down to the males that have facial hair that want to take care and learn about their facial hair. So I would say, yeah, it's a pretty small niche. Okay. But from what I've seen, man, you got a serious following. You have said, Hey, come, come with me, my, my children, let me teach you the way <laughs> of the beard. <laughs> and they just said, okay. Cause you got, a, you got a great following, man. You're always doing live streams. You got a, a great uh, Instagram following. Things look like they're going really well. So I'm assuming you're happy with it. And oh, extremely. It. Yeah. But, it was uh, never a part of a plan. Essentially the channel's coming up on four years in July. And I just like super got into taking care of my beard and reading about it and actually kind of built like a, a, a little traction on Reddit, <laughs> sub forum you? beards. Whoa, 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 and, whoa, bro. You, you got some, you got some clout on Reddit. That's, had, had past okay, tense. Okay. I was going to say, that's some big boy stuff right there. Them Reddit yeah. boys don't play. <laughs> no. And that's, I, I kind of got out of there because it got like, yeah, like wildly serious and like real. And so I was like, man, this is wild. So I was like yeah. posting pictures and. I just got into like studying ingredients about the skin and the hair. And uh, essentially I started watching a couple of videos that were out there. Like for example, Beard Brand is probably the biggest beard company that's in America. And they were pioneers of making beard content on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so I'd watch it. And one day I was watching and my wife was like, hey, 
I think you should try doing some videos. I think you'd be good at it because I was a teacher at the time. I was a coach at the time, and I just love communicating. And so literally the next day, I just scrounged together what we had. And I was like, all right, let's try this. Made an introduction video and never had goals of making money, never had goals of like getting free stuff. It was just literally my wife said, hey, I think you'd be good at this. And I liked it. And then it started to take off to the point where it was like, all right, companies are wanting to send stuff and then companies are wanting to pay and then live streams. And it just started to like snowball like crazy. And I don't know if you know this yet. I haven't like made a super official post about it, um, but I am retiring from public school teaching on June 10th. So I will be a full-time content creator uh, in about two months from right now. I got the applause going for you, man. I was just going to ask you, because um, you said you were a teacher at the time, and it kind of triggered something, because that was my next question. Yeah. You're a history teacher, right? And a PE yes. coach. Okay. Uh, so I thought that was just really cool that, you know, a teacher just decided my beard is badass. I'm going to tell the world about <laughs> it. And it just, it, it you know, it, it locked on. Uh, but now YouTube has taken over. And you're saying, yeah. I'm done with teaching. You're leaving the kids high and dry. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not leaving teaching. You know, I'm teaching yeah. just in a different arena, just to a different clientele. Uh, but, yeah, I essentially I, I'm leaving. I teach middle school history. This is year 12 for me now. Uh -huh. um, I had left coaching last year. Uh, I coached swim and water polo. And so I would left those. And then it just simply got to a point where, opportunities and the time was just one had to go and uh, it was a no-brainer i i absolutely love this i think about it all times i'm passionate about it i crank out uh three videos a week uh two live streams a week and then i have another person on my channel that does a live stream and um, i have to like stop myself from doing more i'm like don't overexpose yourself don't do too much and so um, i'm just super excited to to give this my all and see what i can go man that is I did not know this was going to be an inspiring podcast. Like, you just <laughs> lit a fire underneath me. You know, I've been doing YouTube full time almost since I started. Yeah. Uh, and I had because, talked to you about that back in the day, too, as it started to kind of like trickle in my brain. Yeah. But, you know, that's because I'm the kind of guy that just jumps head first into stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think about consequences. <laughs> 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 but you did it right. You know, you, you let it build up and stuff like that. But this is a true success story of taking something you love to do, turning it into something bigger than you ever thought it could be. And then you end up doing it as a way of life and you feed your family from it and you, you can live life on your terms at this point because yeah. you don't have a boss. Your boss is Dan Beard. Dan C. Beard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that that's a huge part of it. And, and I will be honest too. I'm starting a second channel this summer that's uh, titled Why I Left Teaching. Oh, and so I'm going to be going through all the content of how teaching has changed in the last two years and how like seeing this side of stuff has really opened my eyes to being respected as a professional, being respected at, at uh, it, with your time and how teaching has really gone away from that. And let me let me tell you this. I had a meeting today after school for an hour. You ready? Yeah, right. It was about furniture. We had a meeting to discuss furniture at school for an hour. With we had to fill out a form that they had to walk us through and explain the form. By the way, to be a teacher, you need a bachelor's degree. You need to be certified in your content area. Most of us have several other degrees. I have two other master degrees separately. We had an hour to discuss a Google form about furniture. We had to stay the whole time, no matter what. Are we talking about like desk? Yes. What's so special where it warrants an hour? Nothing. 
Nothing. Oh, awesome. So and that's so what you're doing now. Okay. When you, yeah, when you say like to be your own boss, man, I am so excited wow. for that. Not because I want time off, not because I want to be lazy. I don't have a lazy bone in my body, uh-huh. but I just want to spend my time where it's the most effective, where it's the most efficient, where I can get the most out of what I'm doing and not have those time constraints, not have all this ridiculous politics involved and everything. So I am, and I am so ready for that uh, beyond belief. Man, that is, that's kind of rattling my brain right now. You know, this, you know, first of all, I've, I've worked with a lot of teachers uh, in my previous career and they had a lot of different complaints in different areas. And, you know, they enjoyed the kids for the most part. They enjoyed what they, you, to teach, you got to have a special bone in your body. You know what I mean? You Absolutely. You got to love what you're doing. But I don't I don't think it's as rewarding. It, you know, the reward does not really match up with the effort. You know, the steak ain't really worth the sizzle, in my opinion. Yeah, um, not anymore, unfortunately. The, the times have shifted the respect from administration, from <laughs> yeah. parents, from the community. Even in my short 12 years, it has completely been turned upside down. Wow. In 12 years, you're calling that short. That's crazy, man. But let's do a gentleman's bet. I want to okay. do a gentleman's bet. You got a very successful YouTube channel right now, which I will link in the uh, description of this because I want people to see what's going on. Uh, let's do a gentleman's bet. Uh, is a gentleman's bet one dollar or five dollars? What is that? Was it? Uh, five dollars. This is a big boy bet. All right, five. You gonna owe me five dollars in a year? I just need you to yeah. hold it, put it on the table back there, because <laughs> I want to bet you five dollars that your teacher, former teacher channel, outperforms your current channel that you've been working on for almost four or five years now. I agree. <laughs> it's I agree. Form that channel. You're going to have so many disgruntled people. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and it's a, oh, it's a man. huge market. Everybody has kids that are students. If you don't, you were a student or there's teachers. There's so many relatable, relatable people that can watch that channel. And the idea of it's not going to be to tear down education. It's not a smear campaign. I'm not out to, grind an axe or or really do any of that i have kids i have three kids that are all under the age of six right now Mm -hmm. they have to go through the public school system i'm not pulling them i'm not putting them in private schools there's so much value in going through a school system Mm -hmm. and i want it to be the best possible experience that they can and so that that channels yeah i'm going to be pouring my my kind of heart and soul into it to genuinely try to make a difference try to make a change and i think i'm going to have a big enough platform where they're going to have to listen at least dude I'm here for it. Uh, wow. I mean, that's going to be really impactful. So have you checked the market for that type of channel? Is there a market for that? Or are you going to be like one of the founders? So there there are. There's different ways. Uh, there's a pretty successful guy. I forget his name off the top of my head who's a principal. Mm-hmm. Real funny. He usually films from his car. And he like kind of breaks down relatable situations with humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so teachers can kind of understand. Like, for example, the running joke is, like, oh my gosh, all these teachers are quitting across the country, which we are. There's going to be a massive teacher crisis. And it's like, let's solve it with a free jeans day on Friday. <laughs> and, and so he like makes funny, humorous videos, very popular. Uh, but mine's more kind of just like of the educational side of things, trying to like pull back the curtain and show people. So I will have a, a unique angle, uh, which is pretty much what happened with the beard game. Essentially, you you mentioned three channels and When I started my channel, I wanted to be unique. I wanted to be different. And that was my key. There was a lot of channels that popped up, but you had bigger channels that were kind of, I would call them bro channels. They would 
burp. They'd talk about chicks and they would swear and all this stuff. And I came in saying, hey, I'm a teacher. I'm going to teach. I am a family man. So it's going to be family friendly and appropriate. And then I also was going to bring my wife in on the videos who is downright beautiful. But we talk about all these beard products and how they smell. Well, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of guys that want that smell to attract beautiful women. So when I brought my wife on and I said, hey, how does this smell? She's like, oh, my gosh, it smells like sex in a bottle. (laughs) Guys are watching. They're like, oh, my gosh, I got to get that. And so it just kind of that originality and uniqueness made my channel have just a a special lane. And I want to do the same thing with the education channel. That'll be cool. I'm glad you brought up your wife being in the videos because it's not hard to tell that you have a family channel like anyone can watch your channel and be entertained even if they don't care about what's going on with their beard or even if they have a beard and you bring your wife into it your kids into it and uh i remember telling some people like my wife has been in a handful of videos you know yeah she's just you know she dips in she dips out yeah vacation ones and stuff like that yeah and I kind of do that on purpose. First of all, she's not, she didn't sign up for this. She didn't want to be a YouTuber, so I'm not going to force it upon her. But also as far as protection, my son, I I think my son may have been in one video possibly. Uh, And like I said, she's only in a handful. And I do that for protection because the internet is a hideous, ugly place, you know, where people just have no manners and they don't care about you at all. So, you know, with me, you can, you know, you say what you want about me or, you know, you can, be a troll if you want, but like, I'm literally ready to, you know, start Will Smith slapping folks. And, you, know, you start <laughs> talking about my wife on the internet, you know? So how, I mean, your wife is gorgeous, by the way, you have a beautiful hey. family, but that takes a little bit of courage on its own because you're really exposing yourself as a YouTuber. And then you bring your family into this. And like I said, my family didn't ask for it. So I'm not going to throw it at them. Is your family excited about being part of the business? Big time. Yeah, big time. So I have uh, three kids. Uh, Maddox and Jax are my two older, my boys. And then I have Violet. Uh, she just turned two, my daughter. Uh-huh. And my boys, their goal is to start their own YouTube channel this summer. So oh, they, awesome. they're going to call it the Command Bros. Their last name is Command. Okay. And so they want to like open up toys and try candy and do Pokemon cards. And they've like drafted their logo and they <clears throat> i had on instagram yesterday i had my son smell an oil i was like what do you think and he was like hit the like button and he's only five he just turned five and so <laughs> they blood, they see man. it yeah they <laughs> absorb it they take it in they love it they watch youtube uh so they they are super excited they love the whole aspect of it yeah. and uh i'm sure on the same page as me i don't think youtube's going anywhere people talk about uh, other platforms which is great right there's TikTok, there's all these other things, but YouTube's going to be there, right? It's the second largest search engine in the world, and it's owned by the first search engine in the world. And it's it's a spot for education. It's a spot for finding something. It's not just mindless scrolling, mindless clicking. It's it's something that serves a purpose. And so I, I'm, I'm going all in. I think this is going to be only bigger and bigger in the next 10, 20 years. I can appreciate that kind of attitude, man. Speaking of... Um... YouTube and Google, you know, together as number one and number two, sometimes I feel like, um, you know, I've talked to other creators about this, uh, about what YouTube has done as far as like kind of the evolution, the evolution of YouTube. When YouTube was just YouTube and it was only YouTube, it was just YouTube. You could watch a, you know, eight to 15 minute video and it was just that. But as we had, uh, what was it, Vine, and then, of course, Instagram. Yep. Instagram, what was the first thing with Instagram? It was stories. 
And then yep. the reels come from TikTok. And yep. now we have YouTube shorts. shorts. Yeah. Yep. So with all these new things that they're introducing, uh, in my opinion, I, I kind of like the whole, you know, do you thing. You know, don't try yep. to be somebody else. <laughs> YouTube was YouTube became YouTube because it was YouTube. People came here for a reason. And, and you know, they went to another place, you know, for that reason. So without having everything here, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. kind of, it's almost like turning into Facebook in a video platform. Does that make sense? You know how Facebook yeah. is kind of everything. Oh, I, I agree with you. And, and I think you get lost, especially as a creator, trying to chase all those things. Like, well, yeah. right now the algorithm is pushing shorts. We got to do shorts. Well, it's pushing this and, and that. Yeah. And I, I agree. Just do you. And for me, I'm a long format kind of guy. I, I like to talk. I'm a teacher. I I don't really try to chase those trends and, and it's uh, suiting me well so far. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I don't know if it's not because I wasn't purposely trying to chase the trends. I just I'm too lazy up here. Like I'm worn out. <laughs> <laughs> I like content overload. Like I don't want to try anything new because I'm still trying to get a handle on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But yeah, like, <clears throat> excuse me. When I think about Facebook, it you know, I don't really use Facebook, but. I've noticed that Facebook has tried to do everything. They have everything on there. So junky, you know, you yeah. got your, your marketplace and then. There's a dating everything. site. Yeah. It's a, it's a dating site. I saw some yeah. Facebook dating, man. Like, come on, yep. man. You got to just kind of slow it down. You know, you don't have to be the Walmart of the internet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, for sure. Yeah, I wish YouTube would kind of just go back to the classics of just showing people videos. And if you want to see stupid cat videos, you should be able to just see them. And they don't have agree. to be a certain, you know, portrait format or whatever. Just let people create and just keep it. Yeah, free. no, I, I saw one video probably four years ago that kind of like rocked my world. And I was like, man, anybody can do this truly. And, and I'll give you a short story. I Our sump pump actually went out. We're in Michigan. So we get uh, basements and we have sump pumps that get the water up. But a lot of people don't even in the country have sump pumps. And so it went out and we were on a Disney trip and our basement flooded. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's actually why I built while we were on vacation. Yep. So we came home to like a weird noise. Like I heard like dripping and I'm like, what the heck is that come down? And we got like three to five inches of water just in the basement. Um, but it was actually like kind of a blessing in disguise. We had a, a finished carpeted basement and I, I always wanted a studio, but I was like, man, I can't, I don't know. And so once that happened, it was like, all right, let's build a studio. And so we built this, but first I had to replace my sump pump. And so I had to do a little bit of plumbing. And so I got some liquid cement that I'd never worked with before. Okay. And I could not get the top off no matter what. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as yoked as you, but I'm, I'm not a small dude. Like I, I'm six, three, two twenty. I'm like, right, I can put a little bit of, I was a college athlete. I can put a little bit of muscle on this thing and could not get it open for nothing. So I went to YouTube, did a search, open uh liquid cement jar, right? A video <laughs> pops up. It's like 37 seconds and it's some dude with a real Southern accent uh-huh. on his phone. And he's like, all right, what you got to do is you got to get a, uh, sorry for the accent. What you got to do is you got to get a plier, right? A little rubber handle, turn it upside down, use the handle on there to grip it, turn it, pop. And I went on, did it. It worked immediately. And the video had like 150,000 views. And I was crazy. like, oh my gosh, there were 150,000 people that were in my same problem, in my same situation. And some guy that's a handyman, know-it-all dad kind of dude in the South 
put up a video and has probably made pretty good money by just showing you how to use a a, a handle of a wrench to open up this thing. <laughs> and I was like, this is an amazing platform. That's YouTube. Yeah, man. But I think that accent might, that you just did, that I think that's Oklahoma. I don't know anybody oh, okay. in Texas that sounds <laughs> I'm just I think with that's you. accurate. We'll have to check with them, but yeah, I think hey, it was. Anybody, you know, watching the show from Oklahoma, let me know if that was yeah. Oklahoma. It's either Oklahoma or maybe Northern Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> South Louisiana is is kind of its own country. Oh man, it's it's just crazy what YouTube has done. And yeah, I tell everyone, man, if you, I guess you don't have to have a YouTube channel, but it's kind of like one of the easiest. Well, I would say it's the easiest because I have a kind of an outgoing personality, so it, it works for me. But I just think if you're not making at least $1 a month on the internet, you're selling yourself short. For and sure. YouTube is probably one of the easiest ways to do it that I can think of. Yeah. So, yeah, man, the internet's out there for us. Uh, I think that we are not ready for the internet as a human society. <laughs> I still think yeah. we're still <laughs> trying to grasp it, you know, and, and use it properly because I think it's just a lot of trash and bad things yep. that come that have come from the internet. But, you know, as far as like, the good things you got stuff like YouTube, you know, matter of fact, all the social media platforms can be really, really great tools, man. You know, even, even freaking Reddit. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. There, there are amazing ones. One of my favorite, oh, uh, like TikTok accounts, like it's Dan, everybody yeah. thinks of dancing and stuff. There's yeah. a guy and I'm blanking on his name. I should know it. Um, but essentially he goes around to, to people and does like, high level random acts of kindness so he'll find like a homeless person that says like hey we'll work for food and he'll give him some money and then he'll come back and it's a great story and he'll clean them up take them to a barber shop get them a job in an auto shop and it's just like an uplifting inspiring thing and, and i'm a sucker for motivate motivational video clips like I'll, I'll watch all the gary v's and kevin hart's and all those things man yeah. so yeah there, there's so much value Let's out go there back to this guy so he does all that in a time frame of a TikTok video what is a TikTok yes. video link like three minutes or something like that so yeah they have like the different levels and they've expanded it to three minutes so yeah he yeah. does it and most of the time it's within 60 seconds and it's he just finds a homeless guy cleans mm -hmm. up, gives him a shower and some Popeye's yep. chicken and then gets him a job at the, at the, you know, at the yep. auto shop in three minutes, man, you losers out there. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, you yeah. out there to talk about how hard it is to do stuff. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. You can get a haircut, a box of chicken and a job <laughs> inside of 60 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yep. You just yeah. got to know people. You got to know the right people. You got to find a TikTok dude. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I I don't hang out too much on TikTok because for the simple fact that when I do, I can't get out of there. It's like yeah. a rabbit hole. And they mm -hmm. get you, man, because when you try to swipe to go out of it, they give you another one just to make sure. But uh, I've seen some really cool stuff on TikTok. Uh, kind of like um, there's one guy who's a barber, I think. He just cuts people's hair and he's cut a lot of homeless people's hair and stuff makes them look good and stuff and it's just like man yeah so i've met him big blends you, well, say that again big blends you met him yeah yep so i uh one of the random things uh, i'll probably be meeting him again in uh next month one of the random things that I get to do is I get to go kind of all over with companies. Uh -huh. um, they they fly me out, send me out to different locations. Uh, so, for example, this summer, um, a company is sending me and my family to Nashville for a week. We're going to go 
film content. We're going to do a live stream from their headquarters. Another company is sending me and my best friend out to Jackson Hole, and we're going to like Yellowstone to film content. And then another company, uh, this is the the one that brought this situation up, uh, flew me out last year to Connecticut to the Connecticut Barber Expo. Essentially, they post up and have a booth and they just kind of brought me in to talk to people and network and get their name out there and also kind of push my channel and, and get some traction. And he was one of the guys that that was there and we got to striking up a conversation, got some pictures and some videos together. It was really cool. Man, all that from your channel. You're yeah. Literally traveling and being an ambassador for companies and they're spoiling you like some bearded diva. All that from, <laughs> from hey, I've seen you. I've seen you at the the uh, the tech conferences. Bro, you are living the life, man. You are living the YouTube life, man. Oh, you know, I, I've had a, a little taste of that. You know, that spoiling. I did get to go to CES twice on LG's Diamond. Saw it was that. Awesome, man. It was it was a lot of fun because I never would have been able to do that on my own. It just cost a lot to stay at the hotel. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's it, oh, it's amazing. It's a it's a special feeling to yeah. to have that happen. And then especially if I can bring your family and oh, man, it's it, it's it's one of those times where you sit back and you're like, this this is real. Like this is this is real life. Like, yeah, absurd. It's hard to believe that this is happening to regular old me. You know, you, yeah. you're a humble guy, you know, it's like, man, all this for me, for me. Yeah. Yeah, man. I know it is crazy. Yeah. I will ask you something though. You the big phrase that that goes around content creation in YouTube. Have you experienced uh, imposter syndrome, or do you know what that is? Dude, all day, every day. All okay. Every day, every day. Well, I can't say all day, every day, but it has happened on multiple occasions. Uh, this podcast, to be honest with you, um, I went through a a hard phase of imposter syndrome because okay, you know, there's a lot of people out there with great podcast for sure <laughs> and it looks like they know what they're doing and like they've done the homework they've done their due diligence and i felt like um a couple of years ago like you know everybody's wanting to do a podcast you know just because you want to talk that doesn't mean you're podcast worthy you know and i thought to myself like well some people want to hear you talk some people want to see who you would talk to and stuff like that so yeah. just give it to them and i I kind of got over it. You know, I still get it every once in a while because in my eyes, I'm a great guy. I'm capable of doing a lot of cool things, but I'm just me. You know what I mean? At the same mm -hmm. time, I'm just me. So when I do this podcast, I'm always honored that someone says, yes, you. When I, when I messaged you on Instagram and you responded in like eight minutes, he was like, hell yeah, I'll be there. You know, yep, <laughs> and yep, I'm like, absolutely. I get excited every time somebody says yes to talk to me. Cause I'm thinking they want to talk to me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Imposter syndrome. I do believe it's a real thing and I've experienced it on multiple levels and multiple occasions, man. And this podcast is a prime example of it, but I'm still doing it. Yeah. That's awesome. And that, that's a lesson in itself to people that are worried because you'd say, right, hey, if you're not making a dollar off the Internet, you're you're not capitalizing. And a lot of people would say, well, what do, what do I have to offer? What do I have to say? And I truly believe everybody's got a story. Everybody's got something that they're passionate about, something that they have experience with that somebody would want to hear, that somebody would want to learn from. Absolutely, man. And I just think everybody's story should be told. Um, yep. I do, you know, people, you should be humble. You know, don't be out there thinking you're the shit all the time. Right. But your story should be told because everybody's story is unique and you should be able to tell it somehow. It may 
not be on a podcast as a guest or a host. It may just be on a YouTube. Just make a freaking video with your phone in your car and just tell the world your story because somebody can identify with you. you know? For sure. And you think about all the like family channels that are out there like, oh, we're just living on our ranch. And then they have millions of subscribers because they fall in love with the cute personalities yeah. and the interactions and stuff. It's yeah, it, it is wild. And uh especially the top podcasts are always encouraging people to make podcasts. So I, I really do think there's enough room for everybody. And yeah. I'll double down with a, another question. So I right, got imposter syndrome. Boy. You had to name three, let's in the content creation, especially podcasting world, okay. three of your biggest like influences, inspirations. Like you watch a podcast and you're like, they are amazing at what they do. I would love to take some yeah. of that. What do you have for your, your three? Oh, Man, three. So you want me to stick to podcast? Yeah, in that kind of world, I guess you would say, like interviewers, podcasters, people interacting with other people online. I think uh, if I'm going to go with the top three podcasts that pop up in my head, and I don't know if they're in any particular order, but I will start with Joe Rogan. I've been watching Joe Rogan forever. Same. Uh, and I think he's had some really cool guests, the conversations, you know, they'll smoke some weed on there, do some mushrooms, yeah. you know, yep. and they just, they're just doing them. It's like, there's not even a camera or a mic in the room. It's just two dudes talking crazy. Absolutely. <clears throat> so that's why I just say, come to my podcast and do you, we're not just going to talk about your YouTube channel and, you know, tech stuff or whatever. We're just going to talk, you know, get to know yep. each other better. That's where I got that format from. Uh, the next one would be a guy named DJ Vlad. He has Vlad TV. He t- Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So he typically hangs around in the uh, um, hip-hop genre. Yeah. Um, I don't watch all of his stuff uh, because simply, you know, I'm not just not interested in the people. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, he has somebody I know from maybe the past or something like that. But I like what he's done because I like his format, I guess you would say, um, where he focuses on – the, the person, the subject. He never shows his face, and it's just all focused on them. It's like almost like they're being interrogated, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he has a great rapport with everybody, and, you know, he, yep. he will ask the questions. And, you know, no matter what anybody says about him, he's going to put out another clip and another video like 17 times a day. And it, yeah. it, I'm drawn to his work ethic because if you look at his channel, he's putting out like, you know, like six, seven clips a day. And all his content is just, it's just rolling all day long. It's like an all day long channel. For sure. And then the next is he's, well, he's an older comedian. He's been around for ages, but uh, he has a new podcast. He's uh, Pierre. I don't know what his last name is. His name is Comic Pierre. And he has a channel called uh, Pierre's Panic Room. And I just okay. like the format of that uh, because it's just, he's sitting on a, in a chair, I guess, and his guests will sit on a couch. And they're literally like, you know, just right here each other and they're just talking and he's out of some really cool people on his channel that don't get the light of day from any other platform Mm. and they will just talk and I've heard some stories from the people sitting on that couch and I'm like man I would have never heard this anywhere else it was Pierre's panic room where I heard it so and that's kind of all I put all that together and I kind of model what I'm doing around that because I've had shows with people, you know, with a lot of subscribers. And all, matter of fact, the last guy I did a podcast with, I think he had like 307 subscribers. But I like him. And I, I, yeah. want, the, I want the people I know to know him because he's a cool cat. And that's awesome. That's kind of that Joe Rogan theory. They're like, people don't ask to come on my show. 
companies don't ask. He said, I interview people that I find interesting. And like, that's another aspect of being your own boss. I want to do what I want to do, right? That's so, so cool. So yeah, Joe Rogan, if, if I can answer my question, Joe Rogan is, is number one for me as well. Just with that freedom, just to talk about whatever he wants, bringing on his friends, bringing on people from all viewpoints. I love that. And I think he does a really good job of just being like a people's person. I think he dumbs himself down too much. He always calls himself an idiot and stuff. And anybody watches knows he's not an idiot. He's a very, very intelligent person. So he's he's number one for me. Uh, number two would be Pat McAfee. You know who that is? I've never heard of him. So Pat McAfee is a former NFL punter. He was uh, the punter and kicker for the Indianapolis Colts. Big personality. He would like do a punt and then kind of like do the Conor McGregor strut and like was Pro Bowl, all NFL. And then at the peak of his career, walked away. And he said, I'm going to start my own content. I believe in myself and everybody. He has all the clips of all like the sports channels that are like, what an idiot. Somebody get him back on the field, tear the jersey off, make him tear the jersey off you. And he said, I'm starting a podcast and he's going to build it up from there. Mm -hmm. And now he just, uh, two months ago or so, signed a ridiculous contract with uh, DraftKings for like, it was like $120 million. And what I love about his show, number one, he's just electric, just a huge personality. But his whole crew are people that he grew up with. It's people that he went to high school with, people that he found along the way, and they run his his uh, boards. They run commentary on the side. They do the cameras, and I absolutely that's a huge huge goal of mine is not just to to elevate my life, but genuinely bring people up with me. Yep. And uh, for example, uh, he goes by the mayor on my channel, but my best friend he has his own show on the channel now. We have a show together on Wednesday nights. He, we started a Facebook group that's doing extremely well and all the revenue from sponsorships and affiliates go to him. And so it's all about bringing them up. Pat McAfee has two videos where he, it's like bringing the bag to the boys where he like gets the signs of contract and he goes to their house and hands them a duffel bag of like 50 grand. And it's just like, oh my gosh, man, I, I want that. I need that. So you, even if it's just, and it's a sports show, but he interviews people, he interviews wrestlers and uh, all sorts of athletes. So you got to check out Pat McAfee. I'm going to check him out. Pat McAfee, former NFL yep. punter. So when did he retire? Um, Probably, man, it's not that long ago, maybe four or five years ago. Man, and so this is just straight up new yep. and he's killing oh. it. And to show you how he's killing it, he had a wrestling match against Vince McMahon at WrestleMania this last weekend. Are you serious? Dude, yes. I saw a picture of Vince McMahon. He, he needs to sit down somewhere. He's, he's not looking <laughs> too good, bro. Yeah. So he he is taken <laughs> off, man. It, it's I'm That's so cool. happy for him. It's an amazing show. Like I That's said, cool. bringing his friends up. And I would say my third one um, would be Sean Evans, the host of Hot Ones. Ah, uh, Yes seen that you show know, that's a podcast i'd never thought of it as a podcast that is a that's what i podcast. think of it as it, it you know it's it's no, uh right it's a podcast. interview it's got food Hot yep ass chicken wings yeah <laughs> yep and so food. essentially i think it's brilliant he gives people these increasingly hotter wings yeah. and then he interviews them it kind of brings their guard down you know and they're yeah. able to give honest answers but for me i study him and he has what I think are the most like relatable and captivating mannerisms, uh -huh. the way he uses his hands, the way that he enunciates his words, the way he really moves, it like draws you in without even realizing it draws you in. He is so fascinating to me. Man, 
damn, I used to watch a lot of Hot Ones. Here's the crazy thing about YouTube. I haven't seen a Hot Ones video in a, probably two years. And I used yeah. to watch it religiously. I used to look for the new show. That's how YouTube is working. The yeah. algorithm's wild, man. Yeah, if you, if you searched it, you're going to see it for like three months straight. Yeah, right? Oh, man. But no, those are those are cool channels, man. I I mean, I've already seen hot ones, but I definitely have to check out the other one. Oh man! So, podcasting people, I've I've heard I've heard the whisperings that podcasting is kind of like the new thing, even though it's not necessarily new, but it's like you know it's going to be moving forward. What do you think about that? I agree. I, I think people like learning about people. I think it's the new form of documentaries, biographies. I think when you get to hear somebody's story, like you said, you get uh, that long format conversation, you get to actually hear what they think rather than just little clips and snippets. Yeah. I, I I love it. And here's a huge thing too. You can sit and watch and be fully engaged, mm -hmm. or I can be showering, cleaning the house, throwing some, some headphones yeah. and passively listen while I'm doing something else. That's how I listen to Joe Rogan. I don't know the last time I've actually sat and watched one. I put on Spotify. I can click my phone off. I don't even have to have the screen on. I can mow the lawn. I can go on a walk. I can uh, whatever. And I can listen to that, that podcast. So I think that is a big, big, powerful aspect of podcasts. Yeah. The, the fact that it's so easily consumed is yeah. it a leg up on so many things. Yep. You can just be driving in your car anywhere. Yeah. I've done that For sure. a million times over. Just just put it on, turn the phone off and just let it play. And you pick yeah, up and the, the technology has caught up with the demand. Uh, so you got the pod mic. I have over here the uh, the Roadcaster Pro. So I don't know if you're rocking the you are rocking the Roadcaster Pro. I am, dude. That is some slick shit you got going there. I saw hey. you just switched up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I got uh, and and this is, I mean, if you would have seen like uh, our schools broadcasting, they've spent probably at fifty grand on what this singular device can do by itself. Wow. And so having the ability to get an affordable option for somebody like me that's that's tech stupid that I don't understand this and I can have different mics running. I got my yeah. soundboard. I got different cameras running, right? Like this, this is all, all new to me. Like this isn't something I got up here, man. It's, it's wild. And I learned all this from channels like you. Are you recording all this right now? No, I, I'm not. <laughs> I forgot to ask you to record from your side. Uh, it's yeah. not necessary, but you know, it always helps because the video quality is better. Okay, but man, you got some serious hardware running right now, man. You yeah, I love it. But the live streams are a big like man. when you talked about the community on my channel, the community is is absolutely fantastic. But I don't think it would be anywhere near what it is if it wasn't for the live streams. Gotcha. I really think that live stream drives the community. It drives that uh, personal investment, uh -huh. that emotional investment where they really get to know you. Yeah. It's not just about like beards. It's about support. It's about positivity. It's about being there for each other uh, every Monday, every Wednesday. And the crazy thing is consistency too. coming up on four years. I've never missed a live stream wow. ever once in the history of my channel from the birth of children to vacations to sickness. Uh, it's, it's never happened. So I think that goes a long way too. And this stuff just, it just makes it fun. It just adds to it. I, I absolutely love it. That says a lot about you as actually, that probably says more about you as a person than a lot of other things. Because it it tells me that um, you're a man of structure to to never miss a um, to never miss a live stream when you've got you said three kids under the age of six 
Right? Correct. Okay. So to never miss a live stream, you got a wife and three kids under six. That means you have structured your life. You have literally your your ducks in a row. <laughs> They're yeah. in a row. Uh, and you're a man of, um, man, I'm missing the, the, I'm missing it. It's, it's something we say in the military. It's like, you know, your mission accomplishment. And like, you know, you set your goals and you don't, you know, because life comes at you fast, hard, fast, and heavy. So yep. you just smack it to the side and say, no, I got something to do. I'll deal with this in a minute. That's that's how you run things, right? Because you got to yeah. you got to get No, it's not done. even it's not even a thought. We literally base our life on it. Uh, a couple of years ago, we got a travel trailer and we go camping all around Michigan, but we never camp on Mondays. Mondays is my big live stream and that's sacred. We don't do that. Wednesdays, I have another live stream, but I find a remote location. It, even if that means I go get a hotel room just to get the Internet, um, it, it is absolutely dedicated. And it's, it's never been a thought. Like I've never had a day where I'm like, ah, I guess I'm not, I don't know if I want to do this day. It's like, it doesn't even cross my brain. Like we, that's what we do. We're doing it. And the same for videos, uh, three videos a week. I've never missed. I'm scheduled ahead usually one to two weeks. Uh, if I, we just did Disney vacation last week. Fantastic. I was, I was scheduled ahead of time and I had this week covered because I knew I wasn't going to be in the energy mood to film when I got home. So it's, it's literally checklist. Boom, boom, boom. Knock it out. It's not even a, a choice. Discipline. That is, if I were to sum it up in one word, it is discipline because in order to have it go the way you, the way it's gone and to have the level of success that you have had, and you know they're just still having that is just some extreme displays of discipline man i'm envious of your discipline <laughs> god dog. oh no man. it's I'm i, I can't even streamer. let yeah go ahead I'm, I'm just not a good live streamer they exhaust me and i ha i have fun when i'm doing it but after i've done it for maybe in i don't know 40 40 minutes to an hour or so i could literally fall asleep standing up it just because i think everything because you know when you see me on camera, you know, or even in, in person, when you see me and I'm out in my element doing things with people, I give a thousand percent, man. I'm just, Same. I'm, I'm just pouring it all on and, and just giving it to you. But as soon as the lights go off, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Let me, let me just, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a freak motor, man. It, it's, it's, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't give any credit to myself. It's not like I'm like, pumping myself up like let's go let's do this it just it's just there it's always has been for example we did a meetup at uh, disney mm -hmm. um we probably had uh 30 people company owners community members it was amazing and uh the mayor was there with me and it started at five got to be like seven he's like hey do you need some food i'm like no i'm good i was just in my zone you know i'm meeting people <laughs> dapping them up hey hey gets to be eight need some food i'm like no man i'm good 10 o'clock you need some food no i'm good and it's like there's it's I don't know. It's a weird mode. It's a weird drive where I just get and I go and uh, my live streams are usually about two hours long and it's pure energy. I really encourage anybody. Even if you don't like beards, check it out. It's a pretty cool experience with the community. Um, we usually have between like two and four hundred people in the chat at any time, and uh, it just it rocks. And for whatever reason, I was I was lucky. I was fortunate. I was born with this like extra gear and. Hey, man, I've never questioned say, man, it. I just roll with it. It sounds to me like, you know, a lot of people don't say, I don't like to say people are born with, you know, with things, but you got to give it, you know, give credit where credit is due. You're built for yeah. this. <laughs> you are built for this. People just don't develop what you have going. You, This is in yeah. your DNA, bro. I, I agree. I wish I could take credit. I wish I like trained and worked out or whatever it would take <laughs> for it. But no, man, it's just. 
it's yeah. just in there. And and I and I do think passion goes a long way too. I, I genuinely love this stuff. I love helping people. That's why when people are like, oh, you're not teaching anymore, it's like, yeah, I am. It's just different. It's different people, different content. Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right. So we're gonna kind of change gears just a little bit. Yeah. It is that time. I need you to pull out your phone. Pull okay. that sucker out. Now got it. I want you to go to YouTube on your phone. Okay. And I want to see what is in your YouTube feed. <laughs> I want to see right. the stuff that pops up. All right. So first thing I have is uh, flagrant two clips. Okay. I, I know you know flagrant? Guy. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Schultz. Yep. So I, I'm a comedian fan. Okay. All right. Here's another hey, one. Before I forget, uh, I wanted to talk about comedians. Um, so yeah. Just remind me once we get done with this YouTube. Stuff. Okay. All right. And then I have uh, an NBA clip here. I watch random sports things. Okay. And then next is oh, a UFC you say NBA stuff. Is this like you know most disrespectful dunks, or is it just like highlights or <laughs> so, something? So, so this one is uh, Lamelo gets his ankles broken by jab step. Okay. There you so go. You gotta have some disrespect in there, you know. <laughs> pretty much. Yep. And then a UFC embedded vlog. I love watching the UFC. Okay. Uh. And the modern history of petroleum, because I love history stuff. Nice. nice. Okay. Hey, yep. let me and recommend a channel for you. Have you seen a, a channel called Cold Fusion? Not off the top of my head, no. Dude, once you get into this channel, I don't know how I found him, but there's a guy. He really rarely ever shows his face, but he will do like comp. Uh, nah, they're, they're really educational videos about things that have happened like i'm pretty sure he is going to make one about why um elon musk is part of tesla now or no not, not okay. tesla but twitter you know he'll just take a story that you didn't even know you was interested in and he'll tell yeah. it to you and, and put the video together and it's like wow that was amazing i gotta watch this guy next week uh that's awesome called cold fusion he's been around for a long time but i okay. really enjoy his channel really educational but i want to talk about comedians because obviously yeah. you like comedy um I don't think a lot of people discuss this when it comes to comedians, uh, like people like Joe Rogan. You got your Dave Chappelle. Um, I really like um, Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just I, there's a there's a host of comedians that I really, really love. Theo Vaughn. Yes. No Theo at all. Yeah. Love Theo. So and, but with these guys, I have found out I stopped laughing so much to really absorb what they're saying i think comedians are some of the most intelligent people out there like as far as famous people maybe yep. some of them aren't even famous but they're freaking intelligent and the fact that they can take this you know this intellect and formulate it and form comedy and make you laugh i just think it's phenomenal now you know i know uh, a lot of comedians are under fire for, you know, pushing envelopes a little bit too far and stuff like that. And, you know, you can say what you want about it, freedom of speech and all that good stuff. But still, you cannot take away their intellect. These people are brilliant. Well, I mean, what do you feel about that? Do you think that's disgusting oh. enough? Oh, no, I, I agree fully. I was just talking to somebody about this. They absolutely are brilliant. They are taking you on a mental ride and they're in complete control of your thoughts, your emotions, and, and you're dialed in. Uh, there was a podcast that I was just listening to that said, uh, do you think comedians would make great dictators? And it's like, yes, that's what great dictators did. They controlled you, right? Hitler was a master public speaker. He would start real quiet. He would build himself up. He would have dramatic pauses. Comedians do the same thing. It's all about yeah. their timing. It's all about that wit, the quickness of it. Uh, yes, they are really. If one comedian, if you 
can agree, disagree with what he says, what he talks about. If you want to see a brilliant, brilliant human, it's Andrew Schultz. He's New York to the core. Yeah. But the way he adapted to COVID, he he absolutely put a stranglehold on COVID. Huh. They were shutting down clubs. You could not go anywhere in New York and perform. He said, you know what? Let's set up a little studio. I'm going to do these little clips. I'm going to put up little pictures over here in the corner. And I'm just going to go with these quick banger one lines. Boom. Hit them. Keep it moving. And then he just kept going and going. He's he's brilliant. And he has another podcast that I love called Flagrant. Yeah. So, and he's part of the Brilliant Idiots, and then there's fl- Flagrant, yeah, right? Yep, yeah, Flagrant 2, I think is what it is now, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's definitely one of the good ones. Yeah. With Charlemagne, is that the Brilliant Idiots? Yeah, he's, yep. they say what goes on up here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm here for it, man. He, sometimes too. I don't like it, but you know what I'm saying? That, that'll mean that it's wrong, you know? <laughs> Me too. I, I think it's needed. We can't have an assault yeah. on comedy. We got to be able to speak yeah. these things. You got to be able to say it. Um, Dave Chappelle is a great answer. I truly believe he's the GOAT. I don't even know if it's close, uh, but the way he he writes jokes is, is unbelievable. Actually, uh, funny enough, was uh, Chris Rock and uh, Kevin Hart. I believe it was Kevin Hart. I was watching somebody, and he was talking about how they went and did a club, and they were going to help each other out. They were going up there, and Chris Rock went up, and then Kevin Hart was like, oh, man, it was Kevin Hart. He was like, oh, you were brilliant, Chris. Then Chris came back was like, oh, man, that's good. Let's go over our notes. And then out of nowhere, Dave Chappelle came up, and he started going. He said, we literally looked at each other. We crumpled up our notes and threw it and said, we suck. We're I terrible. I, I, I heard that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he he just has that extra level, that extra storytelling. And yeah, now he's, he's getting he, his new comedy is more kind of political. Uh, but like when you're talking Chappelle show, show me another show that had an impact like Chappelle show. Yeah, there isn't one. No, I mean, there were there were some great ones. I mean, you could throw a living color in there. Yeah, that that actually set the tone. True. Actually, I don't think there would be a Chappelle show if there wasn't an In Living Color first. So it's I'll take that. It's, That's it's valid. True, right? it's, but, it, you know, Living Color was not Chappelle show. <laughs> right. Right. So, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant humans. And they know what they're doing from the content to the delivery to the pacing. There's so Here's much that question, goes into though. it. Do you think that I, – I think that there are maybe three – I won't even say who they are, but I think there's probably – two or three comedians out there who I think would be fantastic politicians. Do you think that we'll see a, a former, like a comedian term politician in our hey, lifetime? You cannot doubt it now. There, There is no way you can say like, oh, we can't have a comedian that's going to be a politician. Uh, because, I mean, you look at stuff that, that was thrown out. I think there was some real talk of The Rock in a in a Kevin Hart card that was going to be on going for it. Like people were serious <laughs> about that. But of course, Joe Rogan's name gets thrown out yeah. there. Uh, there. There's some some comedians that they, they understand the climate of dealing with people and reactions. And yeah, yeah I, I do think there's a lot of personality traits that would lend itself well to that. And I would I would I would up the ante again, agree with them, disagree with them. I consider Donald Trump a comedian. He, <laughs> really? he he really is a comedian at times and oh, and, and works the crowd and gets the reactions. And, and I've heard a lot of comedians say that as well. I don't I wouldn't put him in a comedian uh, category, but I would I would say he is a personality. Yeah. Like if you want to talk, you know, celebrity status, or whatever, it's kind of like a Paris Hilton. You know, Paris Hilton yeah. wasn't a talent. She was a, she's a personality or a Kim For sure. Kardashian. You know, they're not talents. They are personalities. 
with a business mind. You know, these yeah. like, you got to give credit where credit is due. These people are gajillionaires for a reason. Yes. Yeah, they might make themselves look like asses on TV from time to time, but they got way more money than we do. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. They're capitalizing on what they got. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that they have capitalized on being a personality, which is which is viable in, in today's climate. So, yeah, For sure. I wouldn't put him as a comedian, but definitely a, a powerful personality. And that, that obviously can get you some places, right? <laughs> yeah. And speaking of personalities and podcasts and everything, did you watch the Mr. Beast Joe Rogan podcast? No, man. Oh, man. Just listen to it, man. I, I, you're, you're not the first person to bring it up. I, the best. Come up so the best times. I have ever heard. And to think that dude is 23 years old. Mr. Beast is, is 23? 23 and he is running the world wow and I, here's the thing though i've never seen a mr beast video i know oh. of him because of who he is right but i've never seen one of his videos that's how youtube works <laughs> you would you would be surprised so i showed my wife a video the other day for the first time after talking about this podcast at nauseum and she she he has this like stereotype or stigma that he's made for little kids mm-hmm. Anybody can enjoy his content. And here's some staggering numbers for you. So the video you probably heard about was his Squid Games reenactment. Nope. No? Wow. Okay. Nope. So you know Squid Games from Netflix? Mm-hmm. Sensation took over the world. Well, he did a reenactment of Squid Games. And get ready for this. Okay. Within the first week, it was sitting at 230 million views. On his U.S. channel. Now, he's got channels in multiple languages where it's the same video, but he hires a voice actor. He's brilliant on those levels. 230 million views. Now, put that in perspective. That had more than double the amount of Netflix views that Squid Games got. To put that in more perspective, Netflix has 71 million American subscribers to Netflix. Wow. He got 230 million views and has 91, 92 million subscribers on YouTube. He reenacted and like tripled up the original and is 23 years old. Wow. That's incredible. That's just staggering. But it says a lot. He's obviously making shareable content. Yes. Because, you know, that's just a word of mouth thing. You know, it just extrapolates. Yeah. He's obviously making some really good shareable content that anyone can enjoy. And he, he you got to watch that podcast. His perspective is just brilliant. He essentially is reinvesting in himself. He's doing these really smart investment opportunities. And like a line that stood out to me, I posted on Instagram the other day. They were like, so are you living extravagant? What was your big, did you buy a Ferrari and stuff? He goes, no, I think it's a silly life to try and get money to get it into a bigger box and then into a bigger box and have yeah. shinier things. And I was like, oh man. So I think you fall in that trap, right? I'm doing this going to full time in about two months. I can't count the amount of people that ask me if I'm moving. I'm like, no, why, why would I move? And they're like, I don't know. You're not tied to your school anymore. I'm like, no, I'm not moving. Like, what, what a no. house or what? Yeah, I think okay. that's what people thought. Like, yeah. maybe because you're doing this, you must be doing well and stuff. It's like, no, if anything, I might have to sacrifice because yeah. I am losing a career salary. I am losing my insurance. I am losing a lot of st- stability. And so, but I'm betting on myself. I'm going for it. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you said that phrase, betting on yourself, because I was actually going to close with that. We're not closing just yet, but I think if anybody's watching or listening to this podcast right now, this man right here is a great example of betting on yourself. 
Uh, I always think about that with myself, how I, I've always bet on myself. And I think about the movie Passenger 54 with uh, uh, 57 with uh, Wesley Snipes. You see that movie before, Passenger 57? Oh, man, I vaguely, vaguely remember. It's, it's not important, but there's a scene on there where he says, always bet on black. <laughs> and he goes, you know, he kicks the bad guy's ass and everything. And I always, th- I always play that back in my head. You got to bet on black, bet on me, you know. And yep. uh, Dan right here, he's he's a prime living example. Follow this man and watch his moves because he's giving you a real-time example of betting on yourself and just going full bore into it. And, you know, you don't need me to say this to you, but I'm saying it anyway. I'm proud of you. I'm freaking proud of you for everything that you've done in such a very short span of time. You've taken full advantage of what's available to you. You, you don't seem to be a complainer at all. You wake up every day. And you hard charge into the next chapter, which is, you know, whatever you got lined out. So I just had to get that out there before, you know, I got because I got a I got one of those brains that just kind of goes everywhere. <laughs> no, and I and I appreciate it. and this is all sincerity too. Uh there were two people that like inspired me over the edge where I'm like, I can do this and and don't take this the wrong way at all. And but it was like, if they can do it. I can absolutely do it. And you literally were one I've known for, for years now that you've done this full time. Uh And I'm like, all right, that it it can be done. Then another channel. I'm not sure if you're familiar, if not, you write this down and get it immediately. Uh, Do you know who Tom Buck is? No. Oh my gosh. So he's in your same, same realm. He is uh, you've watched him and you don't even know it because he makes all the best videos on pod mics on the roadcaster pro. He is, the actual goat when it comes to oh, um, content those. Yeah. So I watched his, I've watched like 20 of his videos about yep. the roadcaster. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Tom is a good, is. good buddy of mine. Yeah. He actually just retired from teaching last year. He was an mm-hmm. audio video teacher, high school teacher out in California. Okay. And he, he retired from teaching. He did a podcast with his uh, beautiful wife, Heather, where they documented his entire process of retiring from teaching, I believe exactly at 12 years, the same as me. And it went through the thought process on, can we afford insurance? Can we do this? What do we do for retirement? What do we do for this? And it, it like was for me like, oh my gosh, and he's doing better than ever. He was like, I haven't set an alarm in a year. He said, I still get up early. He goes, I, I, this is in my blood, but I haven't set an alarm. It's an amazing feeling. Uh, so he was a huge inspiration and literally, literally you, you could ask my wife. Get and uh, when I told here, her she did this podcast and it was like, those two people show me like, Hey, it can be done. And if there's an ounce of chance that I can go and pursue that happiness and, and truly go after my dreams. And most importantly, not tell my kids about it, but show my kids. Yeah. That was like, all right, I'm doing this. Let's go. Man, it's an honor to be part of that inspiration. Cause you know, like I said, I'm just doing me and to have some, you know, I was part of an organization. They would always tell, tell us people are watching you, you know? Yep. And when you're doing you, you don't really think that, you know, you're just doing you, but people are watching you for any reason. And I'm glad it was for a good reason. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, people are watching you and I'm glad I could be there to be that, you know, that symbol for you that there is hope if this guy could do it. Cause look, at <laughs> look at him. <laughs> I knew you could just come could out do that. that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if cavemen could do this, they could do it too. No, but in all seriousness, man, I mean, it is possible for anybody to just do whatever they want to. You just have to have some tenacity, you know, and, and just get Guts. after it. And if you lose, you lose. It ain't like you ain't never lost before. It ain't like yep. you're going to never lose. You got to try it. You got to try it. But you did bring up something 
that I love to talk about. And we'll, we'll, we'll get out of here shortly after that. But, um, you know, how people are asking you, are you going to move maybe to a bigger house, upgrade your life and stuff like that, yeah. making that YouTube money. I consider myself a middle-class person. <laughs> and I'm proud of it. I, I love my lifestyle. And I, there's a Will Smith quote that I heard him say when he started vlogging on YouTube, man, I felt some kind of way about it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I hated it. I, I'm a Will Smith fan, huge Will Smith fan. And when I saw him get on YouTube, I was pissed. I was like, man, you already a movie star. You don't need to be here with us. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so mad at him, right? And But then I watched one. I was like, okay, this shit is good. Fine, I'll watch it. And there was one where he was in Sydney, Australia, and he starts it off by saying, uh, you want to be able to do the least amount of work to make the most amount of money to do – to afford the most amount of time doing the things that you love. I'm sure yep. I messed that up a little bit, but I actually wrote it down in my journal. And I went back to it and back to it and back to it. I was like, man, he's right. You don't, you just need to figure out what makes you happy. And that some people can live their version of a lavish, fulfilling lifestyle with $40,000 a year. So if you only need to make 40 in order to be happy, why are you trying to push yourself to make six figures? You know, you're just killing yourself to, you know, to live someone else's dream, you know? And uh, it took me a while to realize that, but I got it now. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. So th those are things I, I really do like to discuss and, and go deep into. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, on that kind of topic? Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I, being a history teacher, geography teacher, I get to hear about cultures all around the world, which fascinate me. And in the U.S., we by far have the most work time. We have the most work time, but we also have the most income. And they're directly tied. If you go to a country like Greece, they don't have a five-day work week. They take another day off and they make less money. But on that day off, they cook, which is a lot less than going out and, and doing all these things. So, yeah, it really does come down to that balance. Do you want to work more and have bigger numbers on a screen and a bigger box to live in? Or what, what do you value? And, and there's so many factors, whether you're just a person who's obsessed with success and gaining and gaining and gaining, it's a slippery yeah. slope to get into, you know, even, and I catch myself with that with YouTube. Like I'll be like, oh man, why are my, why are my daily subs down for the last week? Normally I'm hitting here and I'm down here and I gotta be like, Hey, I yeah. just gained 50 subs today. Like I need to stop acting like that's a small, that's a fantastic, there's 50 people, it. yeah. but it's just kind of that same theory of like, Oh, I got to get bigger, 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 bigger. So yeah, not in the finance thing. Uh, for me, I'll be honest, I'm figuring it out. It's a whole new world for me. Quick story that kind of sums me up in my drive and motivation really well is um, we had our son Maddox. He's turning seven um, pretty soon here, but we had him almost seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And before that, I was a teacher. Uh, we had a pay freeze my first five years. Uh, I was making $37,000. Uh, but my wife was an accountant. She went, we both went to the University of Michigan. She had a great job. We took her insurance. Everything was great. Um, she kind of had a rough upbringing with parents. Dad walked out at like three months and mom had all these ups and downs. And so her whole life goal was to raise her kids the right way. That's all she wanted. And for me, though, I, I grew up lower middle class and I'm like, hey, I want to do better. So if I'm a teacher, I got to have a, a wife that has 
some money, has a job, you know? And uh, my dad's quote, it's a terrible quote, but it's literally what he raised me with was, marry for money, love will come later. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't follow it. I didn't follow the advice, but that was like kind of my, my upbringing. He was yeah. like, hey, you got to have a, a, a life. You got to have, they say money doesn't buy happiness, but you got to have a certain point to, to kind of build from. And so I'm like, hey, you got, we had her son, got to go back to work after maternity leave. Mm-hmm. She cried every day going to work. Literally every day, she cried coming home. She just wanted to be home. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let's do it. You quit. We'll make it work. I took on every coaching job possible. I took on every tutoring job, private lessons. I even did online dictation, which is like companies will put a recorder in their meetings and they'll talk. They'll put it online and you get graded on how fast you type in, how accurate you would type it. And I'd stay up all night. I'd do a job that would take an hour. I'd get 60 bucks. And then I'd do another one that's 50 bucks. And I was like, no matter what. And then it got to a point where my bank account was down to $300. Checking, saving. I'd never heard of stocks. I'd never heard of anything. I was, I used to be super into metal detecting. And I sold all my metal detecting gear. I sold everything. I'm like, I'm going to make it work uh, just so she can kind of stay home. So like, we didn't have money. And then the channel started and things started to pick up and we're getting better and better and better. And so for me, it's just figuring it out. Last year, for the first time ever, I invested in the stock market and have mutual funds and all this stuff, man, that I'm trying to just kind of figure out. And as I'm investing, I'm like, I don't even know what a comfortable number is in my checking where I, I have that as my base. And, and yeah. so, yeah, it's all new to me. I, I'm trying to, to figure out what's the best way, what's the best risk, what's the best investment. So with financial stuff, and I don't even know, it's a, it's a whole new world. Yeah, it really is. When you get into that portion of like the money talk, it can be pretty daunting. Um, yeah. And I try not to hang out there too much because of that. I don't want to be exhausted thinking about it. I, I'm a set it and forget it type of guy. <laughs> yep. And uh, But with me, it's more allocation, you know, do, yeah. do I want to, uh, let me see here. Do I want to be able to, to relax and enjoy my home that looks nice? Or do I want to eat out fancy meals every day? Like, cause you can't have both. I remember, right. uh, a long time ago when I was in my early twenties, um, I learned a lesson between two people, people with a lot of money don't have a lot of time. <laughs> True. And people with a lot of time typically don't have a lot of money. If you think about it, it kind of matches up. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, the guy who's out, you know, with, with, you know, spending all his money, he's working all the time. You know, he's got to be on yeah. that grind, man. And the guy who has plenty of time, he hasn't really done enough with his time to make the amount of money, you know, that would be useful to a lot of people. But um, so I've just taken a lot of lessons through life. And that takes me to my, my fa- probably my favorite book, which is The Alchemist. I don't recommend anyone out there read it. I recommend you listen to it repeatedly because okay. it is a, it could probably be a pretty boring long book to read, but man, it's some good stories and content in that book. I've probably listened to it about 12, 14 times. I, I know <laughs> I go through it once a year uh, on, on audible, but what, what book do you have for me? Give me three, give me three good books. I, uh, this is not the right answer. This is not what you're supposed to say as a teacher, okay. uh, but I don't read. I don't have any audible books. What? I, I don't, man. No I, okay. I literally any free time I have in that kind of realm, I listen to podcasts 
That's my main thing. I like okay. interviews. I like learning about people that way. Um, a lot of my channel is spent researching, doing diving into topics deeply. Yeah. So for me, kind of the last thing I want to do is is have a book. I listen to, like I said, like motivational speeches. I'm a big uh, public speaking guy. I love learning. I love following people. Right? We mentioned uh, politicians earlier. Mm-hmm. I think Barack Obama is one of the greatest speakers in the history of the world. He is Contest. dynamic with with how he controls people with his his hands, the, his yeah. likability. So for me, I'm more of like a speech and and motivational kind of guy. So I. If you told me right now, name three books and I'll give you a hundred thousand subscribers. I don't know if I could. Oh, damn it, man. Well, take my three and get that. Okay. Thousand. All right. All right, all right I bet. like what you just said though, because that, I mean, I'm not discounting that at all because of what we talked about earlier in regards to podcasts. It's the ease of consumption. Yeah. And I was told once by some guy who was smarter than me, uh, hang out with successful people and you'll be successful. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. I do not have access to Barack Obama, to, right. you know, but I can listen to a podcast that he visits or a speech. So you're essentially the, the people that you have listened to in podcasts, they may or may not have books out there or they may be an actor or something like that. But now you're hearing from the horse's mouth. That's something I hadn't really considered, man. That's that's just as good as a book. You're hearing it from the horse's mouth, their life's journeys. You know, their stories that they'll tell, they'll make you laugh, but they'll also tell you about some experiences that they have. So that's in a lot of ways, that's better than a book, man. So and they love talking about their books on podcasts, too. Oh, yeah. So like like I mentioned, <laughs> Gary Vee earlier, massive yeah. Gary Vee fan. I know he's you know, what Gary Vee is. Yeah. 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 And so he, he's got his funny voice and his quirks that yeah. people mock and stuff. But if you get down to it, man, the, the guy's absolutely brilliant. You mentioned Will Smith as well. I've listened to numerous podcasts with will smith especially surrounding his recent book that just came out i feel like i know the book without actually reading the book because i've heard so many of the lessons and the stories that he talks about i'm actually a little disappointed in myself for not getting that book yet (laughs) yeah (laughs) it it, came out like last year (laughs) yeah the the content of it's fantastic and and songs like one of my favorite songs is the will remix by joiner lucas and will smith okay if you haven't heard that you gotta listen to it There's, there's just lessons in it Give me your Mount Rushmore of people, you know, the people that you inspired to be like, who have inspired you or just, you know, man. Yeah, that's loaded. That that's, that's heavy, but I'll give you something that just, and it's not gonna be perfect answers, but just kind of pop up uh, for one. And, and everybody has faults, just like the people that you mentioned, but I'm going to go George Washington. Okay. I think he is one of the greatest leaders of all time. He had the most selfless decision in the history of the world. He was the president. Unanimous, not a single vote against him. He comes back for a second term when he's needed the most. And then he was demanded. Everybody unanimously wanted him back for a third term. They even offered him king. They said, we'll give you whatever you need. And he said, no, I don't think any man should be able to be in power for that long. I'm going to walk away. You, what, like, you offer me king? Let's go. Sign <laughs> me up. Right? It, right. It's on, you know. Okay. And, and he walked walked away from the power and to me that's just such an amazing feat and and it's not even like he was over it he was exhausted after he left we got in some tuffles with the the british he said hey you need somebody to command the military bring me back i'll bring my wheelchair my cane whatever you need i'll, I'll come lay the smack like, he still had that fire yeah. so uh, absolutely amazing leader so i gotta go george washington okay i'm down with I'm gonna throw a wild card because he had a massive impact on my life my mindset the way i pursued things uh conor mcgregor 
UFC fighter. Okay. He absolutely came in. I've had so many quotes that really summarize me. My favorite would be uh, when he said, I didn't come here to take part. I came to take over. And when I do, I don't do a lot of things. Like I said, I don't read books. I don't sing. I don't watch TV shows. I don't watch movies. I, I, I don't do those things. But when I do something, I am laser focused. I am all in. And, and I do not anywhere near come thinking about second place or being just one of the, the many. I am. I want to take over. I want to be that dude. And, and I will go about it. I might not have the most talent and it may sound corny, but I will outwork anybody. I, I absolutely love his mindset. Another one that kind of rang true to me that you had said earlier when you're talking about somebody is he has an interview where they're like, hey, people are saying that. You're, you're picking your fights. You're choosing what you want to do. And he said, you're damn right I am. He said, I made the company $400 million in my last two events. I am the king. I get to pick what I want to do. And I'll be, I, want, I want to choose what I want to do. I want that life. I want that, that, uh, that kind of money where you're able to. And it's not about the money, but that, that power to make your decisions. Yeah. And so just the way he came in and approached it and spoke everything to existence, uh, he left a major impact. And again, many faults, wild man doing some bad decisions, but, but he, he takes great huge impact from them or him. I mean, and that's what it's all about, right? Like everybody's just not all bad. You gotta, you gotta right. pull some good out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go those two. I do have to throw in Pat McAfee okay. from the angle of betting on himself for the mm-hmm. angle of leaving, right? Like you said, he left millions and millions and millions on the table of a guaranteed contract that he could have had. And he said, I don't need that. And I'm going to bet on myself. And most importantly, he brought those people around him up with him. That's huge. I, my number one goal was to retire and do this full time. Mm-hmm. My number two goal is not to get rich. It's not to get a big house. It's not to get anything. It's for my best friend, the mayor, who I teach with to retire as well and join me and do this full time. So like that, that is and massive, massive inspiration from Pat McAfee and just the way he he goes about conducting himself. Um, so I got to put him in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then who would I go with cool. for the fourth Mount Rushmore? Man, that is a that that's a tough one. I'll go with uh, I'll, I'll go with another kind of corny, cheesy one. I'll, I'll, I'll throw my dad in there. OK, he uh my family, nobody has ever had a college credit. No one ever went to college. My dad started as a truck driver from Frito-Lay, didn't have a lot of money, was doing routes, busting his butt. To We have two younger sisters as well to provide for us, to show us these lessons. He was always up before me. He always came home after me, but then dedicated his free time to us, built his way up through the company to a point where they had to make rules in place where he got grandfathered into positions that required certain uh, degree and certificates that he never had. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we need this man in this spot. And they, they built that for him. And he just left an amazing legacy. I am three, I have three, three total siblings and I am the least smart of them. Uh, my middle <laughs> sister went to Cornell law school and Ivy league lawyer. Uh, my youngest sister went to U of M medical school and works at Northwestern hospital. Um, so I've just got brilliant and that's coming from two parents that have never stepped foot on a college campus as far as a class or degree or anything like that. So I, I would throw my dad and then also my mom in on that one. And, and sincerely it's, it's that I've taken that lesson of teaching by showing rather than talking about it. Hey man, that is outstanding. I ain't taking nothing away from that, man. That is your Mount Rushmore. That's awesome, yep. man. Love it. Everybody. That was Dan command. <laughs> what y'all think about that? 
you know, this is the talk. This is the talk to me, the podcast nobody asked for. But I know by now this is episode number thirteen, and I know you are really good. You got it, anyways. You know, it's like when your mama used to make you eat broccoli. And you didn't want it, but it was good for you. You know, that's what this podcast is. You know, what I'm saying? start to crave it. <laughs> Like your first beer, I don't know what your first beer was, but mine was Bush Light, and it was disgusting. Oh, I made man. myself drink like ten of them, and then oh. it was horrible. But I woke up the next day, I could go for a Bush Light. Dude, how old were you when you had this Bush Light? I was uh, so I was obsessed with sports. I was an athlete. I played every sport you could imagine. I didn't drink until I was twenty-one. Okay, wow. Okay, so yeah, at least you were old enough to drink. You know, yep. my mama did with me. They used to drink Slinch malt, malt liquor bull. Malt liquors? Yeah. And I just wanted it. And my mom said, look, if you open that can, you got to drink that thing. And it was like one of them 16-ounce joints. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good lesson. I did not finish the can, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's that's like smoking that pack of cigarettes. Yeah, You're going to smoke all these tonight. Hey, I drink beer now, but it took me a long time to get over that shit. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's some hardcore parenting right there. That is, man. I love it. I was like, I don't know, eight? (laughs) (laughs) Two sips in, I was through with alcohol for the rest of my life. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure and an honor having you here, man. I'm I'm so grateful that you made the time. It's evening time there. It's like, what is it, almost 9 there now or 9.30, yeah. All right, man. I'm done taking up (laughs) your time. I'm going to let you go do... Dan, okay? <laughs> you keep doing you, man. I love what you're doing out there. I appreciate you in the YouTube space. And I'm I'm so happy for your success, man. Keep on doing what you're doing. Got anything for the people? Um, man, I just want to say, Antoine, thank you for having me on. Like you said, you asked. It was not even a thought. I was an honor, man. I, it's seriously a privilege to be on here. I've followed you. You've been inspiration. I love your content. I love your personality even more. Uh, so man, thank you so much. Anybody that knows someone that has a beard, send them to the channel, uh, Dan C bearded on YouTube. That's the main platform. I got videos every Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, live streams every Monday, Wednesday, Sunday. I would love to have you guys check it out. Reach out to me on Instagram. If, uh, if you ever want to talk or you have beard questions, uh, that's my world. I would love to, to try and help in any way that I can. All right, man. You know what? Not only does he have the have the baddest beard on YouTube, he is actually the <laughs> hardest working man on YouTube, too. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, y'all keep being good to each other, and we will see you when we see you.